Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc slash soap. All right. Morning, everyone. How's everyone doing? Good to see you guys again. I appreciate some of you turning your video off. No, just kidding. <laughs> it's always good to see you. Okay, so um, let me pray and then we'll jump in. And uh, I wanted two announcements before I get started after I pray. So let me pray. So Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for um, uh, what it does for us, what it gives us, and how it challenges us. And Father, this morning we pray for wisdom as we look into um this chapter of Deuteronomy, that you would give us um, not just insight, but application as to how we should follow your word um, today and the rest of this week. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> well, just before we jump in here, guys, I want to remind you guys, if you are available, uh, tomorrow morning is Heart for the House start between 8 and 12 and i want to challenge you if you are available to come out we are preparing the building for the next stage of construction which is really exciting so it's all about how do we create a place where um, god's people can thrive where god's people can be blessed so um, really exciting times coming up so if you are free tomorrow morning fight for the house between 8 and 12 i will be here uh, all right, Deuteronomy 28. If you've already read this, it's a long chapter, right? So I'm going to read it. Um, let me read the first 15 verses about, and then we'll take a little break and we'll jump into the rest. Okay, so this is entitled Blessings for Obedience. If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all his commands I give you today, Lord your God will set you high above all the nations on earth. All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. All right, so here we have a list of blessings. You'll be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed and the crops of your land and the young <coughs> of your livestock, calves of your herds and the, and the lambs of your flocks, your baskets and your kneading trough will be blessed. You'll be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant you that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction, but flee from you in seven. I need that one for sure. The Lord will send a blessing on your bonds and on everything you put your hand to. The Lord your God will bless you in the land he is giving you. The Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he promised you on oath. If you keep the commands of the Lord your God and walk in obedience to him, <clears throat> then all the peoples on earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord. One second. Um, okay, 
and they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, the young of your livestock, and the crops of your ground in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you. Verse 12, the Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty, to send rain on your land in season, to bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but will borrow from none. Verse 13, I love this part. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. If you pay attention to the commands of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top, never at the bottom. That's kind of cool promise. Do not turn aside from any of the commands I give you today to the right or to the left, following other gods and serving them. Okay, so we're at verse 15. And the first part was entitled Blessings for Obedience. We got 14 verses. And then from 15 all the way down to 50-something, it's curses for disobedience. It seems a little off, right, that the list for disobedience is so long. But I think what the Lord's trying to say here is, you only have to do a few things. If you don't do these things, there's a lot of things that can go wrong, right? So if we focus on the list of don'ts, it can be really overwhelming. But if we focus on the list of do's, it's really going to help us because the list of do's is actually shorter. <laughs> do these things and things will go well with you. So before I carry on, let me just jump into my notes. So <clears throat> how many of you guys have heard that saying, you know, there's two paths. You've got to walk in the narrow path and not in the wide path, right? So I like to call um, this promise or walking in obedience as walking in the path of blessing, right? So when we choose God's ways, we walk in a place where we can experience his blessing. If we walk outside of his ways, then we fall under the curse and all these bad things happen, right? Now, God's word reminds us that the covenant had three parts. It was the law, it was the sacrifice, and the choice, and it's the choice, right? So it's in verse one, it said, if, if you fully obey, so the if is choice, right? So the choice leads to a blessing or to a curse, right? Um, verse 10 says, then all the peoples on earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord, they will fear you. And so, Verse 10 reminds us that we are a testimony, right? God's, God's purpose in blessing Israel was greater than just giving them riches and everything they needed. Um, his intent was to glorify himself through blessing them. Um, in 1 Kings 10, 1 through 13, it talks about when Israel walked after the Lord, these blessings were real. Um, example of this is the Queen of Sheba who came to Solomon and saw a nation so blessed she knew it had to be of God. So part of God's intent is to glorify himself that he will be made known. Um, just coming back to verse 13 and 14 where he says, 
the Lord, will, the Lord will make you the head, not the tail, right? He said, you will always be on top and never on the bottom. And so God's saying that there is so much to gain from walking in obedience, but so much to lose if we choose the path um, of disobedience or those curses that he lists out. So let me go back to our chapter here. So, okay, so we got to the end of 14. Let me pick it up from 15. So the title here is Curses for Disobedience. However, if you do not obey the Lord your God and do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees I'm giving you today, let me pause there for a second. Um, in the book of Deuteronomy, it's about 15 times that God says, obey all my commands. Therefore, it must matter right? if he's telling us, obey all my commands. Um, all these curses will come on you if you don't do these things and overtake you. You'll be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Your basket in your kneading trough will be cursed. Remember these were blessed in the first part. The fruit of your womb will be cursed and the crops of your land and the calves of your herds and the lambs of your flocks. You'll be cursed when you come in and cursed when you go out. The Lord will send on you curses, confusion, and rebuking everything you put your hand to until you are destroyed and come to sudden ruin because of the evil you have done in forsaking him. The Lord will plague you with diseases until he has destroyed you from the land you are entering to possess. The Lord will strike you with wasting disease, with fever and inflammation, and scorching heat and drought, with blight and mildew, which will plague you until you perish. The sky of your head will be bronzed and ground beneath you iron. The Lord will turn the rain of your country into dust and powder. It will come down from the skies <coughs> until, you, until you are destroyed. The Lord will cause you to be defeated before your enemies. You will come at them from one direction, but flee from them in seven. Remember, that's, again, the opposite. And you'll become a thing, a thing of horror to all the, all the kingdoms on earth. Your carcasses will be food for all the birds and the, and the wild animals, and there will be no one to frighten them away. The Lord will afflict you with the boils of Egypt and tumors, festering sores and the itch from which you cannot be cured. The Lord will afflict you with madness, blindness, and confusion of hope. I'm already tired. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> this list is um, enormous. At midday, you will grow up about like a blind person in the dark. You'll be unsuccessful in everything you do. Day after day, you'll be oppressed and robbed with no one to rescue. You'll be pledged to the to be married to a woman, but another will take her and rape her. You will build a house, but you will not live in it. You will plant a vineyard, but you will not even begin to enjoy its fruit. Your ox will be slaughtered before your eyes, but you will eat none of it. Your donkey will be forcibly taken from you and you will not and will not be returned. Your sheep will be given to your enemies and no one will rescue them. Your sons and daughters will be given to another nation. And you will wear out your eyes, watching for them day after day, powerless to lift a hand. A people that you do not know will eat what your hand, your land and labor produce, and you will have nothing but cruel oppression all your days. The sights you see um, will drive you will drive you mad. 
The Lord will afflict your knees and legs with painful boils that cannot be cured, spreading from the soles of your feet to the top of your head. I think you had me about 10 verses ago, right? <laughs> Just obey, because the result is so much worse. The Lord will drive you and the king you set over you to a nation unknown to you or your ancestors. There you will worship other gods, gods of wood and stone. You will become a thing of horror, a byword, an object of ridicule among all the peoples where the Lord will drive you. You will sow much seed in the field, but you will harvest little because locusts will devour it. You will plant vineyards and cultivate them, but you will not drink the wine or gather the grapes because worms will eat them. You will have olive trees throughout your country. But you will not use the oil because the olives will drop off. You will have sons and daughters, but you will not keep them because they will go into captivity. Swarms of locusts will take over all your trees and the crops of your land. The foreigners who reside among you will rise above you higher and higher, but you will sink lower and lower. They will lend to you, but you will not lend to them. They will be the head. Well, they will be the head, but you will be the tail, remember? <laughs> we can be the head, but if we don't obey, we will be the tail. All these curses will come upon you. They will pursue you and overtake you until you are destroyed, because you did not obey the Lord your God and observe the commands and decrees he gave you. And so if you remember from that first part, it seems just seems so much easier, right? Somebody put in the chat here, so many curses, just better to walk on the thin path. Sounds much easier, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, verse 47, because you did not serve the Lord your God joyfully and gladly in the time of prosperity. So I think God saying, when times are good, really focus on being obedient because there's so much repercussions. All right, 48, therefore in hunger and thirst, in nakedness and dire poverty, you will serve the enemy the Lord sends against you. He will put an iron yoke on your neck until he has destroyed you. Um, the Lord will bring a nation against you from far away, from the ends of the earth, like an eagle swooping down, a nation whose language you will not understand. A fierce-looking nation, Without respect for the old or pity for the young, they will devour the young of your livestock and the crops of your land until you are destroyed. I was reading this uh, yesterday and today, and I had the this thought that maybe I shouldn't read all of this, but I think it's necessary because God's there's a reason He's listing out all these things, and so we need to take note of the gravity and the, just the sense of how much there is to lose, right? And so as I go on here, um, they will leave you no grain, new wine or olive oil, nor any calves of your herds or lambs of your flocks until you are ruined, 52. They will lay siege to all the cities throughout your land until the high fortified walls in which you trust fall down. They will besiege all the cities throughout the land the Lord your God is giving you. Because of the suffering your nation will, your enemy will inflict on you during the siege, you will eat the fruit of the womb, the flesh of your sons and daughters, the Lord, the Lord your God has given you. Even the most gentle and sensitive man among you will have no compassion on his own brother or the wife he loves or his surviving children. 
and he will not give to one of them, well, any of the flesh of his children that he's eating. It will be all he has left because of the suffering your enemy will inflict on you during the siege of all your cities. Most gentle and sensitive woman among you, so sensitive and gentle that she would not venture to touch the ground with the sole of her foot, will begrudge the husband she loves and her own daughter, the afterbirth from her womb and the children she bears for in a dying need. She intends to eat them secretly because of the suffering your enemy will inflict on, inflict on you during the siege of your cities. So I think what this part is telling us that nobody, nobody is above um, being under the curse, right? It doesn't matter who you are. If we don't follow God's commands, there's this <laughs> doom and gloom and these repercussions that's there for everyone. And saying nobody is excluded from this. Um, 58, if you, do not, if you do not carefully follow all the words of this law, which are written in this book, and do not revere this glorious and awesome name, the Lord your God, the Lord will send fearful plagues on you and your descendants. So generational, harsh and prolonged disasters, severe and lingering illnesses, he will bring you, uh, he, will, he will bring on you all the diseases of Egypt that you dread it and you will cling and will cling to you. So remember, they still have this memory of Egypt. The Lord will also bring on you every kind of sickness and disaster not recorded in the book of the law until you are destroyed. Okay, you were as numerous as the stars in the sky will be left by few in number because you did not obey the Lord your God, just as it pleased the Lord to make you prosper in and increase in number, so it will please him to ruin and destroy you. You will be uprooted from the land you're entering to possess. Then the Lord will scatter you among the nations. We're almost there. From one end of the earth to the other. Then you will worship other gods. Um, gods of wood and stone, which neither of you or your ancestors have known. Among those nations, you will find no repose, no resting place for the soul of your foot. Then the Lord will give you anxious mind, eyes weary and longing, and a despairing heart. You will live in constant suspense, filled with dread, both day and night, never sure of your life. In the morning, you will say, if only it were evening, and in the evening, if only it were morning, because of the terror that will fill your hearts and the sights that your eyes will see. The Lord will send you back in ships to Egypt. On a journey, I, sh I said, you should never make again. Then you will offer yourselves for sale to your enemies and male and female slaves as male and female slaves, but no one will buy you. Phew. I'm kind of glad that's over. So I wanted to get to the end of that because it sounds dire, but there is a lot of hope for us, right? The hope comes from the obedience, which was the, the first part, which was so much shorter. And if we focus on that, we're going to be okay. So sometimes obedience, obedience feels like a don't do list. But if we focus on the things we should do, I think we'll find that list of uh, don't do's and results will be not a thing we have to worry about. So how do we ensure that we are obedient and walk in the path of blessing versus the path of consequence? And we know there's a lot of them as this chapter is laid out. So a couple of things here. 
Okay. Um, first thing, I think we need to recognize that we're all sinners, right? Um, we were born into sin, and we need to understand that we all fall short of the glory of the God. So Romans 3.23, no one is righteous uh, before God. Romans 3.10-18, and in Isaiah 64.6, even our righteous deeds are like filthy rags before God. So <laughs> if I read those three verses, you probably get, well, I'm crushed. I can't do anything, right? Um, we were born in this curse of sin. That is true. But two is we need to remember that we are not alone. And because of Jesus, we are able to live under the blessing that God has for us because he has overcome sin, right? Jesus is the overcomer. And even though um, we are born as Adam and Eve rebelled against God and all creation is cursed as a result, um, we need to understand that temptation is our personal enemy, right? Now, because of Jesus, though, we have a way that we can overcome. So we need to have faith that the battle is won for us, right? So God knows everything. God knows, you know, that we were born into sin. He knows that. Um, we have these struggles. He knows that it's going to be hard. And if you've read Genesis 3, we know that enemy is out to get everyone, to get all of us, right? That's why we have these choices to make. Do we walk in the path of obedience or in the path of being cursed? And we know that Jesus is our savior. He died for all our sins, right? The sins of every single human who ever lived and is and will live. Um, 1 John 2, 1 and 2. And he did this willingly because God loves us, right? So John 10, 17, Romans 5, 6 to 11, um, tons of verses about that. And so we have to believe um, that God loves you and he died for you. And that being just or sin has to be punished, right? And punishment taken by the sinner or by Jesus Christ who willingly chose to atone for all sins. So we receive that gift by believing in Jesus Christ and submit, submitting to him as our Lord. That's a gift from God. And all who believe in Jesus will have forgiveness of their sins, John 3, 16, right? So... We just need to understand the situation we're in to help us get to the place um, of living in obedience. So the next step is, of course, we have to repent, right, and look for ways to do good. So if we repent, what happens? We begin to bear good fruit. Um, in the past, it was easier to do sinful things, but when God changes your heart, it becomes natural to do good things. So a few things we need to know. So what are my what are my temptations? What are the things that the, the evil one knows about me, right? And then um, you know you have to to speak them out to God because He knows, and you expose them. How do you expose them? Well, imagine a um, 
a room with a light in one corner and you are far away from that light. Further away you are, the less lights on you, right? The less is exposed, but the closer you get to the light, the more the light exposes, right? If I bring a, a flash up, a flashlight or a bright light really close to anything, it illuminates that thing, exposes the good things, but it also exposes the bad things, right? Jesus is the light. And as we draw closer to him, he will expose our sin and temptation. And now we can deal with it, right? So how do we draw closer to Jesus? Well, it begins with intentionality, right? We have to want to draw closer to him. And when we do that, he will draw close to you, right? He will um, give you the things you need. Okay. Um, I think the next natural thing is we all know that when we choose to follow Jesus, we receive the Holy Spirit. And we have to focus on allowing the Spirit to point out those things in us that are problematic things that need to be worked on so that we can walk in the path of obedience, right? And receive the blessing he has for us. Now, Matthew 22 defines obedience slightly different, right? Well, actually very simply. It says, um, so we have the teachers of the law that are trying to trick Jesus and they ask him, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the uh, great and first commandment. Okay, so part one is love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul and your mind. The second part is like this. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, um, depend all the laws, everything depends on these two factors. So love the Lord your God. How do we do that? Right? So obedience can be as simple as praising God for the good things and the blessings in you and in your life, right? When we begin to recognize what God is doing, we begin to draw closer to God, right? We begin to see what he's doing for us, right? So we're focusing on what he's given us and not what we don't have. Um, number two is how do we love the Lord? Well, we do what his word says, right? We just read it and we do what it says. Um, uh, do not merely listen to the word. James 1, I think, do what it says, right? Seek the Holy Spirit's help daily, right? That little voice you hear is not a little voice. It's the Holy Spirit, right? Listen to it. <laughs> if the Holy Spirit says, do this, don't do that, um, there's a reason. Um, the other day, I had a dream. And there's one of those dreams that I woke up and it was very vivid. I remember the people. I remembered... Um, what the Holy Spirit was saying about us and the protection that was being given to these people. And I I called the person in the dream and said, hey, um, I'm not sure what this means, but I had this dream. Bottom line is God is saying that the Holy Spirit is going to protect you and your son. And um, after I called the person, they said, 
Thank you. A few days ago, my son woke up and said that he saw the devil in the hallway and that the devil was coming after his mom and, and he asked his mom to pray. And what the Holy Spirit was telling me was, no, um, I got you. My protection is around you. And so the obedience for me was to tell the person what God was showing me because it wasn't for me. It was for somebody else. So listen to the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit talks to you. Um, okay, so we must focus to obey the greatest commandment, right? Um, love the Lord your God for all your heart, soul and mind, and give thanks to him continually. Okay, so the second part of Matthew 22 is, it says, love your neighbor as yourself, right? Now, <laughs> sometimes that's hard to do. Um, but we have to start with forgiveness, right? If necessary. And forgive those that trespass against us. Um, Matthew 6 says, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. So obedience comes from Living in that blessing means we need to love our neighbors. Sometimes it needs to start with forgiveness. Why? Because all humans are imperfect, right? Obeying God means putting his commands above our, above our egos and desires to hold resentment towards other. So we need to forgive and let go. Okay, how do we serve others? Well, I'm not going to talk a lot about that. I mean, we all know that. Um help people do what give people what they need within reason but look at the world outside of yourself right how do i bless those around me how do i bless my neighbors okay um then another big one in obedience of course is prayer right um first thessalonians five seventeen says pray without ceasing so to live by faith means to live by prayer and going to God with in supplication and thanksgiving and right and then even praying for guidance, inspiration, praying for obedience, praying for revelation, right? And prayer, prayer itself is a form of obedience. As scripture says, to humble ourselves and pray. Uh, Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer. And supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. Okay, so all of that to say, we are called to, I think this bottom line of this chapter is be obedient, because within obedience, this blessing, list of do's are much easier than the list of don'ts. <laughs> A lot more repercussions are the don'ts. Uh, we have to recognize that we are fallen people, need God's forgiveness. We have to remember we have grace because of Jesus that died on the cross for us. And what he did covers all sin, right? We have God's word that guides and directs us. In fact, it creates, think of it as guardrails, like the ones on the side of the roads. Right? God's word keep, uh, keep us on the track. If we, we don't know his word, we'll find ourselves going all over the place. Um, obedience begins with loving God first. Therefore, we will obey his commands and then love others, right? We need to remember to pray. Uh, we also need to 
have wise counsel in our life, right? We need to have people that God is putting around us who will help us be obedient, who will point things out when needed. And so we need to be in community. Um, finally, I want to give you a little extract from two days ago, Deuteronomy 26. And I think um, this kind of sums up who we are and the promises God has for us. So Deuteronomy 26, 16 says, the Lord your God commands you this day to follow these decrees and laws. Carefully observe them with all your heart and with all your soul. You have declared this day that the Lord is your God and you will walk in obedience to him, that you will keep his decrees, commands and laws, that you will listen to him. Here's the beautiful part, right? And the Lord has declared this day that you are his people. You are his treasured possession as you promised and that you are all to keep all his commands. He has declared that you will be, that he will set you in praise, fame and honor high above all the nations he has made and that you will be a people holy to the Lord your God as he has promised. Isn't that incredible? You will be the head and not the tail, right? You will always be on top and never be on the bottom. So, so I encourage us today to um, just be encouraged that God is calling us to be his people. And the reason we follow his commands is not just because it's a command, but because we are his people and we are his treasured possessions and he wants the best for us. So I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to pray for you. And hopefully I'll see you tomorrow at Heart for the House. But be encouraged. Um, choose to walk in the path of blessing today. I love you guys. Let me pray for you all. So, Father, we just thank you that you are a loving God, that we are your treasured possessions, and that when we follow your ways, when we do what you say, that there is this incredible blessing that is laid out for us, Father, and if we, if only we choose to walk in that way. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would challenge us. I pray that you would allow us to draw close to your son. We draw close to Jesus, and in doing that, Father, you would reveal the things that we need to work on, and more than that, that you would bring healing, that you would bring hope, that you would bring um, just a remembrance that we are your treasured possession, that you want to set us high up above the nations. So, Father, we um, we pray for those today who are struggling, those who have had losses, those who just need a, a touch from you. Father, I pray that your Holy Spirit would be close. I pray that you would surround them. I pray that they will find peace and comfort. And Father, I pray that we would serve others today by um, being sensitive to your Holy Spirit, that we would hear from you and that we would respond to you. So Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the promises of blessing. And Father, would you um, keep us from the ways that would um, destroy us and break down what the best that you have for us so father we commit ourselves to you in this day we love you we thank you and we pray this in jesus name amen thanks gang have an awesome day